Welcome everyone to the Sister Stories podcast. The aim of this podcast is to marvel at God's sovereignty over each of our lives as women and to encourage one another by sharing our stories. My name is Sophie and today I'm joined by Maggie. Hello. Hi. Um, so Maggie, uh, to start with, can you tell us who you are? Yeah. I'm Maggie. Um, I'm married to David and we have three children, two boys aged 11 and 18 and a 16 year old girl. And I also, um, as well as being a mum and a wife, I work part-time as a community nurse. Nice. Great. Uh, so we're going to be talking about uh, your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. But to start with, could you tell us a bit about your family background? Mm-hmm. Um, I w- grew up in the New Forest, so quite a rural area in the south of England. I had both parents, a very stable home, um, I have one older sister um, and we, yeah, we went to church every Sunday. We went to a local Methodist church. Um, So this involved Sunday school from a young age and um, also main church meetings as well. So I, yeah, grew up with that really. Mm, Right. And um, can you tell us a little bit more about the experience of church and, and home as well? Mm-hmm. Um. So um, so church, I, I do remember Sunday school quite clearly. I remember stories about Jesus. I knew that he died for me. I was told that he died for me. But I didn't really know what that meant. And I think I had a lot of questions that I didn't feel I could ask. That was probably a mix of my personality I was quite shy, um, still am, <laughs> um, and yeah, so not not feeling I could ask questions. I also had a culture at home of not talking about spiritual things at all, which sounds quite strange, but church was part of the culture of the family. So on a Sunday, we would go to church, yeah. and then we would come home and never talk about anything to do with church we might talk about individuals but we'd never talk about spiritual things Um, and I think that was you know my dad had a tough background I you know I think he grew up in a broken home so a lot of things added into that but I think also the era of you don't talk about politics and religion that was very much what I grew up with and but I had church blended into that which sounds really odd but it was something we did so um certainly Sunday school we would I I remember hearing about turning over a new leaf so that was something that I heard repeatedly on a Sunday but I didn't know I still don't don't know what they meant and to me I suppose a leaf meant a tree leaf Mm -hmm. so somehow turning over a new leaf but I knew that that meant every Sunday okay I had to make more effort I knew Jesus had died for me. I didn't know how that worked. But I knew I was a sinner. So from quite a young age, I knew that I was a sinner. Turning over a new leaf was something that I had to try to do. But it was all to do with my own effort. Um, And so I I did have this, almost in my mind's eye, really, this pile of leaves building up that I I knew didn't work but I didn't know what the answer was so every Monday I would make more effort I would try to not sin but I knew that and I was quite a good girl but I knew that the sin was in my heart you know I wasn't openly really rebellious but Mm. I was I knew I was a sinner that I was under God's judgment um so I had that 
going on really but nowhere to go with those questions yeah so did that translate into you just doing things that you knew were right and and wanting to strive for that goodness and and these words yeah I think so um sort of probably yeah maybe being quite a good girl was something that was part of my identity I think of being known to be um so-called good um but it didn't help the heart because I knew that the heart was wrong I knew I was selfish I knew you know all of those heart things um and yeah so I think I was quite intense probably in in that I had all these questions with nowhere to go um yeah did you have examples uh models I guess around you in the church or in your friends or people who were responding who were able to respond to that in a sense of of like showing you a model of someone who is striving to be good but also has that other side of the answer in a sense of of actually knowing to go to Christ and and what to do with that. I'm not sure I had that. Um, I think I look back now, you know, my parents still live in the area I grew up and I know individuals that were in the church who were youth leaders. I know them now and I think they were really genuinely well it felt it feels like they were trying to help but church culture was such that it was mainly social stuff that the youth group would be doing it wasn't any bible stuff was really picking out individual verses from places and no in-depth study um it was very shallow um so I yeah that was a that was something that I just didn't have the answer to it was a puzzle but I had nowhere to go so I think there were people modeling church in a sense but it wasn't any there weren't conversations being had or any in-depth understanding that I had at all I wonder what your perception of God was because that obviously we've gone for Mm. the more individual side of it but what did you, I mean maybe you don't remember or, or I'm not sure but did you feel that you could relate to him as a father as as your savior or not really? no not really I think I felt fearful mm. um there were certain things I'd read where I knew I was under judgment mm. um and I one thing that sticks in my mind is so we had we had visiting preachers we had a lot of lay preachers so people within the circuit so it was a big what, what they used to call a circuit of churches so it was a rural area there were about 12 churches and people would go between churches and preach so there was never a series mm-hmm. there were just individual sermons but there was somebody that came from a bible college in Bournemouth who would come and preach sometimes and I remember him coming and preaching on the second coming mm-hmm. now he probably said a lot of really good things but I do remember him saying, I may not finish the sermon because Jesus might come back. And that absolutely terrified me because I felt like I knew that I wasn't right. I didn't have the answer. And he probably explained, that. explained yeah. it. But yeah, yeah. in in my child's mind, I don't know how old I was, maybe about 10 or 12, something like that. I just thought I'm not going to be in that group that's saved. And so that's I, quite a striking idea, isn't it? If you know that he's coming and you're yeah, the judge, yeah, then that's right. it's not yeah. it's not reassuring if you're not secure in yes. in your salvation. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Mm. So I, I think that um 
that really went on till I left home at 18, mm. I think. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So when you did leave home, what, what changed and what happened? Um, so I went off to university at 18. I really was drifting. I would have said I was a Christian if I was, well, would I maybe have said I was a Christian? But it, I was drifting more by then. I think I'd lost the intensity of feeling like I was under judgment, maybe. I felt like, oh, my, you know, I'm okay. I'm better than a lot of other people. Um, yeah. So had a bit of sort of shallow understanding about Jesus dying for me. No real relationship. And I left home at 18 to go to university with no intent I, I think in the back of my mind I thought I'm, I'll find a church but I would have found a Methodist church like I knew that was all I knew so I would have gone and found well I said in my mind I would have done that but first Sunday came and went and I didn't and I was sort of going along to fresher stuff um, but really quite quickly in my hall I was aware of a girl who was a Christian who wasn't going along to all the bar you know stuff that freshers became for me is you know just the going along with the crowd she was going to christian union stuff um and i can say it just so happened i know it was god's providence and kindness but i was having breakfast one day i remember it was one of the first weekends and she came and sat with me um we hadn't spoken before and she just clearly said she was going to church the next day and was having a lift. So there was a little journey to the church she was going. So I just asked to go along as well, just because I didn't have any better idea. But there was something very attractive about her because she was clearly knew what what she wanted to do. She want, you know, she wanted to be a Christian. She wanted to, but I'd never seen that before. I'd never seen that sort of the per, sort of person who was intentional about it. Mm. so that yeah. yeah wow so okay. I tagged along yeah so do you know what was her background was she so her background was yeah Christian family um evangelical church mm. so yeah. that was her background yeah. yeah okay that's really interesting how she just kind of zeroed in yeah to you, yeah onto yeah you and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um great and so was that experience of church different very different so yeah. um I mean we're going back to the this is the late 80s um and the culture you know she would she would wear different clothes to church mm, I I, see, I'm not yeah. sure it would be like that now but that in, in itself was different but just going in it was it was quite a formal it was an evangelical church I'd never heard that word before and I thought it sounded a bit weird and cultish to be honest I thought what's evangelical I don't know I didn't have a clue but it but I was immediately struck by the seriousness of the place um you know it was it was a place where God's word was taken seriously and um it was yeah it was a sort of preaching where it was mainly one one pastor doing the preaching morning and evening and it would be literally one verse a week so he, you <laughs> know familiar, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yeah but it took three years to get through the book of Ephesians you know it'd yeah, be like yeah. it would literally be one verse yeah. it, it, and that sort of systematic preaching which I'd never come across before mm, yeah. but it was absolutely eye-opening for me 
really, mm. really significant. Yeah. Yeah. So is it through that church and potentially the CU that you, you started learning more? Yeah, definitely. Christ. And I think so that that church, so we, well, it was Philippians and then Ephesians, I remember, during my university years. And then in the evening, they'd always do a gospel preach. So it would be the same person preaching mm-hmm. morning and evening. But he would do um, an evangelical um, you know, evangelistic preach in the evening, particularly. Um, so I remember one sermon in particular where um, he was, so it was Matthew 22, where it was about the wedding banquet. Mm-hmm. And the bit at the end, really, about the person in the wrong clothes. Yeah. Now, that really struck me because all those years where I'd tried by my own effort mm-hmm. to be good enough and to to be acceptable to God and but the the man was in the wrong clothes and he was cast out you know he wasn't allowed into the banquet in the end he was thrown out so it was really to do with the, the righteousness of Christ it has to be his clothes you know that has to be so it, it was it was years of of not understanding and then it was clicking in it was sort of building mm. up and clicking into place yeah. yeah were these passages that you had read for yourself before and not understood or were they completely new to you yeah maybe I had but certainly my eyes were opened I would say that that Mm -hmm. I maybe had read them before um probably had but hadn't seen it um so but also the I think having grown up with so much fear and then understanding it's not just the answer to my fear but actually loving Jesus so Christ is you know, I, I need to love him. Um, it's not all to do with he's the answer to me not going to hell. It's to do with understanding that it's it's Jesus. He has to be the focus of my heart and my love, really. Yeah. yeah. And it's very different between... Uh, so that is different. That is very different from just doing things because yes. it's a tradition yes. or because what, it's what yeah, you're meant to definitely. do, isn't it? And yeah. then you have the real picture of why why you should be doing these things yes that's right yeah that's really helpful great so um I assume that that's when you really came to understand the gospel yeah time so I in lots of ways I would say I became a Christian at university but I think looking back I can see God's hand in my life Mm -hmm. from a young age so in a sense not knowing the exact time doesn't matter yeah I can look back and see that Certainly God was working my life as a child. Um, with, yeah. yeah, and I think as well, in a sense, even if it wasn't complete understanding in your childhood, you, you need to understand that you're a sinner. So mm-hmm. even just understanding right. that from a yeah. young age, a lot of us nowadays would not have no. that notion at no. all in our culture. So if you don't understand you're a sinner, you won't understand why you need mm. Jesus. So mm. in a sense, you're right, he's kind of sowing he's sown little seeds yes. in your life along yeah. the way, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Great. Um so quite a few years have passed <laughs> I know. since then, I'm yeah. afraid. Sorry. Yeah. Um can you I mean can you take us through the the next few years and, yeah. and how things developed for you and how you came to Kingston mm, and all of that? Okay. So I moved around to different locations really after university I went to I did a year um working for a church in Oxford I then moved to 
I moved home for a little while, probably six months. Um, I was going to a different, you know, I'd chosen to go to a different church by then. Um, and then I moved to Nottingham, did my nurse training. Um, so, it, yeah, I, I sort of knew by then the churches to seek out, I suppose. Um, I'd So... We had different church experiences in those places, definitely, um, but were was then in churches that preached the Bible consistently, and yeah, and then ended up moving to quite near here, so sort of Chessington, Epsom direction for my first job as a nurse. So that was um, late nineties, yeah. So quite a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, how did you and David meet? Yeah, so that was Chessington Church. So mm. we were at Chessington Church for quite a few years. They so met there. Um, <clears throat> we were doing... Um, so that really, that was the first time I sort of studied Romans systematically, I would say. And he, David was the Bible study leader. I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And how long have you been married, though? Um, 21 years. Yeah, 21 years. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Great. Um, so did you then move to Cornerstone? Um, yeah, so when Cornerstone started, so it was called Fairfield. Um, so there were a few of us from Chessington that were asked to come. So Peter Nan as well um, and a few others. So we came then, yeah, to Fairfield that became Cornerstone. Yeah, and then stuck around. Yeah, and yeah. stuck around. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's great. Um, are you are you involved in the Sunday school? If I'm yeah, right, that's, or, right. Yeah. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, and that's been an amazing thing in a way that you know I can. And one of the good things about getting older, so I'm now in my fifties, is looking back and seeing how God's used certain things. Sometimes you don't see it at the time, but because I grew up with a the type of Sunday school where We'd hear stories about Jesus, but not with any particular um, in-depth teaching, I suppose. I can see that... And then the church experience I had at uni, where it was very... Um, very detailed. Very detailed. Yeah. And then being able to do Sunday school, where you take a step... Well, you know, we do Bible overview stuff, don't we? As in going through the Bible with stories and seeing the bigger picture of salvation so that was something that I um so studying Romans at Chessington was significant I would say Bible overview there we did as well which which was significant but doing Sunday school as well as the week week in week out preaching that's helped me because it's taught me what I feel I missed as a child it's built up those that bigger picture um yeah. yeah, I find the same when preparing it. It's, yeah, you just learn so much yeah. from it as well, and being able to just then explain when you have to explain yes. it to a child is very different as mm. well, isn't it? Mm. That's great. Um, if we could, if we go to more recent times, um, I mean, I guess this was fairly recent anyway. <laughs> but um, what what would you say you've learned in the last year or so? Mm. So something we have looked at particularly as a home group is the subject of forgiveness. Um, and Jesus is very clear that we should forgive others as we have been forgiven. But I think we've we've looked at that 
in depth and we've looked at it with certain um, bigger stories on Christian forgiveness um, and realising, I suppose it's realising that yes, we should forgive others, that's what Jesus tells us to do, but it needs to come from a heart of wanting good in the person that you are forgiving and wanting the best for them. It's not just to do with gritting your teeth and sort of feeling like you should. Um, but it's really what's coming from a heart of wanting good for them. Um, and it would only be possible, it is only possible by God's help. And it's only possible if we really believe that we're forgiven by grace alone, that actually, you know, we we are forgiven by God and that's not, not deserved. Um, so that's been quite significant because I don't think it's, you know, we looked at big stories of, people forgiving the murderers of their children and things like that. But often in normal daily life, it's those little niggles that often eat away or can be harboured in our hearts, I think. Mm. Um, But it's sort of looking at the fact that we should be forgiving because we're forgiven. Yeah, Yeah. that's a great lesson to learn, isn't it? Yeah. It's a hard one. (laughs) Yes, it is a hard one. And it's not something that I think you just tick off and you've done it. It's something you have to keep coming back to the Lord with. That, you know, it's it's something that comes back to you sometimes. You think, you know, it's a process that you have to keep doing. Yeah. Yeah, and that's very important in the context of church, isn't it? Because we all together all the time. Yeah, and that's where those little niggles, I think, can eat away. Mm. Um. And it's really important that we question our hearts and, oh, have we really forgiven that person? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Right. Um, and what, what advice would you give to younger Christians as a mom or as a slightly older uh, Christian? More mm, experienced? I think, um, I think it feeds into what I've talked about today, really, of having relationships around you where you can be real mm. and where you can ask questions of and who who you become vulnerable with. And that won't be lots of people, but I think it's quite easy in church life to have lots of quite superficial relationships, mm. to know a lot of people a bit. Yeah. But it's having people, and it will and should be your spouse, but it should also be a few others, actually, where you um, are real with, where you can ask questions of. Because I know different stages of my life, I look back and... The Lord gave me different people, um, different ages as well, of people who um, I could share life with and do normal things with, and um, but be able to have those conversations and yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, actually, I was thinking we haven't really talked about your children or, mm. or being a mum <laughs> for you, but um, I'm sure people can come and ask you about that if they want to. But um, I wonder whether for your children whether that's actually a great example to see as well and to be in a church where they do mix with mm. a lot of different ages I certainly try to talk to Joshua quite a lot actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. when I see him so um although he's still very quiet but um yeah <laughs> it's nice to be able to talk mm. to him um I wonder whether they've experienced that in the church actually and what ways yeah I think so and I think it's different because church is family isn't it mm. and it's different ages and um so and and home group lends itself to that I think which is where we do church on a smaller level I think of relationships that's where they 
well, that's where that should be happening, I think, is those relationships. So they're quite used to seeing the older members of the home group, you know, in our house regularly and others as well. Um, but, yeah, I think they've had a an upbringing where things are talked about more openly than I had. And, um, and so my parents, you know, they're still around. They see that. Mm. So I think that is something that is different for them as well yeah Mm. Mm. that's great excellent thank you very much maggie for sharing your story with us Uh, and uh, thanks everyone for listening Uh, that's all for today's episode of sister stories but join us again next time